In these uncertain economic times, it's easy to be worried about protecting your wealth, your hard-earned savings, and your family's financial future. Plunging interest rates, the devaluating dollar, and political unrest constantly threaten what you have worked hard to earn and all that you own. That's why now it's more important than ever to protect your assets and have the money you need to make your dreams come true. Welcome to the Global Wealth Fortress Report with successful global entrepreneur and wealth preservation expert, Joel Nagel. Joel's helped thousands of people just like you protect what you have so that you can make even more and make your every dream come true. So, sit back and enjoy Joel Nagel's offshore expert advice on how you can live the good life at a great price, where the sun never sets on your financial fortress. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Global Wealth Fortress Report. I'm Joel Nagel. Unfortunately, our co-host Carter Karib uh, Clues could not be with us today. He's a little bit under the weather. Uh, but he asked me if I would speak to you a little bit about uh, asset protection. Um, he was very curious to know about asset protection for people at different income and asset levels, right? We know that folks at the highest end of the spectrum have a lot of options, and I'll talk about those. But what about the people that are more middle class or you know, don't have a lot of assets? From my perspective, you know, asset protection is equally as important, if not more important, uh, for those folks. You have retirees and people that know that if they lose their assets, there's really no way they're going to get them back. They don't have the time to go out and earn them again. So they're very concerned about asset protection. So if you go to my website, uh, nagellaw.com, you'll see uh, there's a white paper you can sign up for. It's called 15, Strat 15 Global Strategies to Protect Your Wealth. And we try in that white paper to look at uh, everything from very low cost solutions all the way up to the most complex. It's not exhaustive. It's really just to get you to think about asset protection um, and some of the things that might be relevant for you. Uh, when clients engage our firm, you know, the, the 15 solutions, the 15 strategies to protect your wealth it's sort of the starting point. We try to see which ones are relevant, and then we go into obviously a lot more detail depending on your specific circumstances. And let me just say there again before I jump into the the, the content that you know you shouldn't look at information on my website or anybody's website, quite honestly, as legal advice. Right? These are things for you to think about. They're for educational purposes. Uh, but you really need to talk to your lawyer, accountant, CPA, um, tax advisor uh, before you jump into any of the strategies that I mentioned. So back to the 15 global strategies. At the lowest end, we really talk about things that, that cost little or no money. Uh, opening up a foreign bank account, for example, that doesn't cost any money, or if it does, it's a nominal amount of money. And why is opening a foreign bank account an asset protection strategy? Well, it's very, it's very clear. It's very simple. Putting some of your assets outside of your home jurisdiction in another jurisdiction with different laws uh, is advantageous. If somebody were to sue you and take all of your assets, having some money overseas, I won't say it's impossible for a plaintiff to get those assets, 
but it'll be very, very difficult. They, they won't be the low-hanging fruit. Uh, they're not going to be able to have a U.S. judge issue a, a freeze order on the account, anything like that. So having a foreign bank account is very important. Some clients open up foreign bank accounts and they just put a nominal amount of money in the account to open it. They don't even really fund it. They just have it there because it's always better to have an account and not need it than need an account and not have it. That's a, a pretty simple and straightforward uh, item. Another thing is, uh, you know, metals. Again, precious metals have been in existence. They've been used as a source of funds for 5,000 years. And, you know, having some gold coins, silver coins, something like that, um, you know, having those, whether you just store them in your basement or you put them in a safety deposit box, you know, keeping them out of the, 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 the public system where people are going to be able to grab them, freeze them, take them. You know, that's, that is something else that I, that I strongly believe in. Everybody should have uh, some small amount. You know, if you have modest means, uh, you can buy, for example, pre-1964 coins, uh, quarters, dimes, half dollars, silver dollars. Um, they, they refer to them as junk silver because they're not pure silver. Uh, they're 90% silver, uh, but they serve that purpose. I saw a great sign the other day. Uh, it was at a gas station and it said, uh, gasoline, 20, 25 cents a gallon for people paying in pre-1964 uh, silver coins. So what they were really saying, they, they were really pointing out the destruction that's been happening to our monetary system, right? I mean, I'm in California right now and gasoline is $5 a, a gallon, uh, but silver is over $20 an ounce. So a quarter of $20 is $5. So a gas station was willing to take uh, a pre-1964 silver quarter. And I think even for people with more means, having access to, to that type of, of precious metal, silver in that form, makes a lot of sense, right? I mean, you could have all the money in the world, but do you really want to exchange a gold bar for a gallon of gas or a loaf of bread? No, I think not. If, if times get really tough, you'll be happy you have those. And again, they're not something they have to spend a lot of money to lock up in vaults somewhere. Uh, a lot of people, you can buy them, they ship them to you in these bags. Uh, you know, they weigh like 20, 30 pounds and it, you know, you, you can basically put it in your basement. It looks like a doorstop. Uh, nobody's going to bother it because it's kind of heavy. And, uh, but again, it's, it's a good thing to have. So we talked about bank accounts. We talked about um, silver. I mentioned one other thing at the, at the lower end of the spectrum and that's real estate. Now, obviously, real estate can be any amount. You could spend millions of dollars on real estate. Uh, but, you know, there's real estate that you can buy in, in a lot of the countries that people lo look at for investing in retirement. You might be able to buy a little lot somewhere for $20,000, $30,000. Again, why is that important? Well, a couple of reasons. One, you know, it's, it's an asset outside the United States. Two, it's not pegged to the dollar. So if the dollar goes over a cliff, you know, real estate will generally hold its value. That's been proven time and time again in places like Argentina and Brazil, where they've seen their, even Colombia uh, and uh, Venezuela. Venezuela is a great example. You know, they're, they're, the monetary system of Venezuela has been absolutely destroyed. You know, inflation is running at, you know, thousands of percents. Um, and, and the money has been completely debased and devalued to the point where it's truly worthless. It's, it's like 1922 Germany. 
So, you know, but even still in those countries, you have an asset in real estate. If you want to sell it, you're not going to accept local currency. You're going to demand dollars or gold or something like that as payment. So real estate is truly a great way to hold value. And for those three things I just mentioned, you don't need a fancy legal structure. You don't really need, um, you know, you don't need to have a lot of money. As we move up the, the spectrum, you know, people start thinking about uh, making other types of investments abroad and then the right kind of legal structure to hold those investments. Um, and so generally when I start talking to people that have, you know, several hundred thousand dollars up to a million, we start talking a little bit about corporate formations, things like LLCs. A lot of people want to use an LLC to move their IRA offshore. Many people don't know that you can move your IRA offshore. It's perfectly legal, moral, ethical, but there's the right way to do it. And, and so LLCs are a great way that you can uh, create in conjunction with your foreign bank account. You can create a, a corporate structure. You can move your, some of your, some or all of your retirement uh, assets into that structure, and then you can use it there for investments. It's much better protected because again, it's, it's offshore. As we, you know, an, another reason why people like corporate structures it starts to change the identity of the underlying investor from you, a U.S. person, to the citizenship or nationality of the company, of the foundation, of the trust. Why is that important? Well, a lot of foreign investments are closed to U.S. persons, meaning they don't allow an American citizen to invest, but they may allow a LLC from Nevis, uh, you know, a, a Panamanian foundation, a company in Belize, they allowed those types of structures uh, to make investments. So that's really when we start getting uh, in that range, a couple hundred thousand dollars up to a million dollars. Once we get over a million dollars, you know, the, the playbook starts expanding uh, quite a bit. And one of the things that is always uh, in the center of everything when it comes to asset protection are trusts. And, and why is the trust important? Well, trusts have been around for over a thousand years, going back to the Middle Ages. Um, and the, the general concept of a trust is that is a separate, distinct legal person. And unlike a company where you can have a foreign company, but there's an owner to the company, meaning you, the U.S. person shareholder, right? You're always going to be the shareholder. So there's always this link back to uh, a U.S. person. With a trust, that's not the case. Why? Because English common law a thousand years ago said that a trust was a distinct, separate legal person. And neither the grantor, nor the beneficiary, nor the, the, the trustee, none of those folks involved with the trust determine the, 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 the legal nature of the trust. It's the creation of the trust where it's set up and where it's registered. So if I create a trust for you in the Cook Islands, for example, uh, then Cook Islands is going to have jurisdiction over that trust. And if somebody wants to sue you and go after those assets, they're going to have to do it in the Cook Islands or Belize or Panama or Liechtenstein or wherever the, the, the trust is created. And those types of jurisdictions have very, very... Um, <clears throat> friendly laws when it comes to people who create the structures 
and very unfriendly laws for people who are attacking them, trying to go after the assets. So when it comes to asset protection, generational wealth planning, you want to put funds aside for your children, for your grandchildren, uh, a trust is really one of the best ways to do it. Now, obviously in this short uh, video, we haven't had time to talk about all the rest. I hope you'll sign up for my 15 global strategies to protect your wealth. Um, and uh, go into more of the details. If you'd like to reach out to, to my firm, you can. The information is there uh, on the video uh, and through my website. We'd be glad to talk to you about how we can help you with, the, with this type of planning. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I know next week I'll be back with Carter. I'm going to be coming to you from Switzerland, which is really one of the top asset protection jurisdictions. Uh, it's the middle of winter, so I'm hoping that uh, I, I won't be too inundated with snow, but it should be a, a nice time of year to be in Switzerland. And uh, we'll talk about some of the advantages to asset protection in Switzerland. So until next time, I want to thank you. I want to wish you health, wealth, and, and happiness. And thank you for joining the show today. Goodbye.